Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Dawn was on a ghost hunt at a haunted LA Fitness. Where Brad was doing CrossFit all alone. His squats opened a wormhole. And that's what led them here. To trap inside a magic studio. The adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Bradley and Dawn. A Mike Ganger production. Oh, welcome. It is just hump day it's wednesday the middle of the week thanks for being here with bradley and dawn and mike the adventures of bradley and dawn on my talk 1071 everything entertainment Hi. well we haven't had a lot of amy robach tj holmes news in a while but we do today yes we do hey now because there was a piece over at the cut i don't know if you got a chance to read this story if you I haven't did. ladies oh good uh, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, the cut did a, uh, the headline got me. I was like, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. Inside the horned up office culture at ABC News. <laughs> the horned up. <laughs> it felt like everyone oh, was sleeping around, says one former Good Morning America staffer. That's nasty. Apparently things were getting real nasty in the office over I at ABC. I Good, Good Morning America. I mean, this is a national show. You'd think they would be super professional. Well, and not just GMA, but also NBC or ABC News. Mm -hmm. Now, it's a full-on spread where they talk to, you don't like that word, where they talk to former staffers, Dawn, one individual who says she had an affair with TJ Holmes. So we're getting some actual firsthand uh, account. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, what? <laughs> Nothing. You're just being naughty. I can't help it. You can't help what? I yeah, go on. First hand <laughs> account. A first hand account of what that relationship was like. And this is the first time I think we've heard on the record of uh, an, a person directly involved with an affair on TJ Holmes. For those of you who don't know, just to back it up real quick, thin, thin uh, thumbnail. T.J. Holmes, Amy Robach, out at GMA3 after they learned ABC did about their affair. Presumably, there was more to the story that we were not privy to, Mm -hmm. but ultimately, both sides decided to go their own way, or at least that's what we were told publicly, right? Right. Well, some sources have started to talk, and in this piece, they are talking, and it is juicy. And also, you don't Mm -hmm. like the word juicy, Mm -mm. and also moist. Yeah. It is salacious. I'm How about sure that? it was. Um, so 
one person who was a ABC News producer named Ruth, who left GMA in 2019. Baby Ruth. Uh, says that the show, that show in particular, GMA, seemed like it was staffed by, get this, quote, a bunch of horned up high school students who learned to do the news in the 80s when people were still doing blow in the bathroom. What? Whoa. Whoa. So this is literally a woman who's still a producer at ABC News. She is? Yeah, and she's saying this is what things were like on GMA when I was uh, over there until I left in 2019. Okay, so she's still a producer She still works for ABC News, but at the time she was a staffer or a producer over at uh, GMA. Okay. So that gives you an indication of what things were like. Now, we'd heard rumors about this, right? We'd heard rumors that TJ Holmes had affairs uh, with other staffers. Mm -hmm. But I think that the overarching theme of this piece was that it's not just TJ Holmes. It mm-hmm. literally was the culture. It wasn't just that TJ Holmes was having affairs with staffers. It, it's that a lot of people were engaged in behavior. And it created this climate where female, uh, at least they're only females, I believe, in this story that are quoted and uh, uh, talked to, that talked about this culture of horniness, like, horniness, but also like dating and relationships. Because... You know, they're like overworked. They're there at all hours. They had no time Trying for a social awake, life she says. outside of work, right? Uh-huh. Um, and so people were having relationships at work, which was leading to these very awkward experiences and people questioning, like, do I do I need to uh, have a relationship with somebody higher up? Because if I'm not, am I going to get ahead? Or if I do end up having a relationship, is that going to somehow be found out and be used against me? So there was all of this conversation going on by staffers uh, over at ABC News. Right. And also feeling like that is the way that people were climbing the ladder. Yeah. And it just sounds so absurd, you know, at this at the the national news headquarters for ABC that this would be happening. I mean, it's. Just seems like something that would be far away from the professionalism that you think yeah. is going to be. I will at tell this you, top of the game place. The, that this behavior certainly didn't sound professional. Now, Sasha, who is that's not her real name, but mm-hmm. that's the name used in this piece in the cut about what life was like uh, during the time that allegedly some people were having affairs with TJ Holmes. But her name is Sasha, who had an affair with TJ. Here's what she said. It didn't seem crazy to her at the time, given what she describes as ABC News's rampant culture of sex. Sasha had heard rumors that other colleagues slept together in an edit bay where the window was covered by a poster and that after having affairs with executives, certain women had been promoted. Oh, Quote, man. it was a pretty scandalous place, especially on the overnight shift. Um, she goes on to say ABC News rewarded the people that were either divas or adulterers. It was very frustrating because there were a lot of people doing good work. Mm. Um, Julie, who was a former ABC News staffer, puzzled over why she wasn't advancing within the company despite having many qualifications. Quote, I was like, what's wrong with me? She remembers thinking. But given the rumors she'd heard about some people who landed more senior roles, she wondered if I'd slept with someone, would I have been more likely to get one of those jobs? Oh my gosh. It's just so sad. It's, you know, whenever I'm sure 
those of us who have been in the workplace longer than others, we'll just put it that way, throughout your work history, they have been like, oh, oh, you know, those two people are getting together or something like that. But it's just like one time in your whole life where two people were like, oh, they're having a relationship. Yeah, but usually but like, they're not, not like doing a bunch it. of people. Yeah, it's not a, 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 a culture. But also, like, I don't know. I don't have any stories. I mean, I know of relationships where people have gotten together when I worked in corporate America. Like, oh, these people, they met at work and yeah. they started dating. Big That's deal. Fine. Yeah. But like they weren't they weren't, you know, like in the copy room, like boinking you know, on their lunch break. Like, I'm sure that stuff does go on more than we realize because, well, how many times have you opened it? Well, I think, you know, (laughs) I'm delightfully naive. Yeah. um, How many times have you opened a what? Like, you know, a closet door and you're like, oh, sorry. And, you know, somebody's doing it. I'm just saying (gasps) that that in my experience has not happened. No, (laughs) neither has it been with mine. But according to the story, that was happening. I mean, literally people were going into edit bays and having relationships. Now, I'd be curious from those who work on TV, maybe we should call our friends uh, in TV and find out, is there a rampant culture of this? Something tells me no. Oh my God. Who and I wonder, ask? I wonder if it, <laughs> <Matt Belanger. laughs> um, no, I, I think that I wonder because this does seem so unique and something that is not mm, probably all that. Well, I don't know. I go back and forth, right? Like this could just be a culture that's pr- like, cause again, one offs here and there. Sure. Things happen. You know, mm-hmm. people, get fired all the time for misbehaving and doing the wrong thing in the workplace. But this really, this piece really does seem to paint a picture of that particular workplace as something that was encouraged, rewarded. Yeah. There wasn't anybody asking any questions. It was just happening. Uh, Yeah. I wonder how much they were self-regulated. Like there weren't the bosses that are in charge of the overnight people. Was there an immediate boss there during that time? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the overnight. So yeah. was there somebody literally there who was in charge on the hierarchy of the that side? Or are they just like daytime working people? That's our manager and they don't come in at night. Well, and this is another reason that you see, and we're talking about this culture over at ABC following Amy, Hol- Amy Robach and TJ Holmes' departure after all these rumors of adultery and affairs and things on the part of them specifically, that um, there is a part where they talk about how, and I don't remember which staffer it is, you know, talking uh, or bringing things up to HR and HR seemed very dismissive of their claims. Like there was one staffer who like a person put his hand on her bare thigh when they were editing TV together and she didn't feel like the response was, that she was being listened to, oh. you know, and so she just had to, you know, essentially Put up with fend it? for herself. Oh, yeah. And so, again, that just seems like from the top down, you had a, a, a structure, a framework that was not hearing women when they were, you know, telling you there's a problem. Because you can see, well, I, I don't want to say you can see, but we've heard this before where people are just like, oh, yeah. maybe that was, maybe he was just, you know. Not even thinking. I'm sure it was not no big deal. Yeah, it's, but if it's a big deal to you, it's like if it's that's uh, the key. You just have that's to, the key. If you have if you're a woman and you have a brother and they wouldn't do that, then the, your coworker. Like if you're questioning, like should they? You know, I don't know. Just don't touch me. How about that? 
you shouldn't be touching me. Yeah. As a coworker. Oh, absolutely. Um, it says here that um, this this source says um, that there were constant rumors about office hookups, including among mm-hmm. the company's top brass, made them feel it was normal to sleep or date a senior colleague. Yeah. It was very commonplace. Yeah. It felt like everyone was sleeping around with top brass. So there goes my idea that just nobody was paying attention because no, it seems like a culture there. It definitely seems like a culture that was nurtured. (sighs) And here's where we are. And this is what I think the, the genius or the nut that's not the genius that's overselling it a little bit, but like the nut of this piece, like the kernel of wisdom in this piece or the takeaway for me from this piece in the cut about what life was like at this time and place uh, in television. Which wasn't that long ago. This is like... No, we're talking about a few years ago. Yeah, this right is like before, 2014. Uh, 2019. Oh. Up to 2019. Yeah. Right? So like really recent. Um, that the, the, the critical piece for me in this entire story is, or the important thing to remember is, when you hear the story about Amy Robach and TJ Holmes, don't just write the story off as like, oh, these were two, quote, bad apples, or these were the two people who made headlines. You know, like, they were the problem. Mm -hmm. Don't make it about them. It really is about this larger culture, this toxic workplace culture that existed at ABC News. And that's what I appreciate about this piece, because it's not just, you know, salacious gossip about two people who fell in love, right? Like, I think a lot of people just think of this story, Amy Robach, And T.J. Holmes is like, oh, what's the big deal? They had an affair at work. Well, that one-off story is not a big deal, right? Like, people Mm -hmm. have an affair. You may judge them for it, but it's not like... I mean, ABC even came out and said at the beginning, we just want to let you know that this is not against our work policy. Yeah. But even if now that they're writing, you know, that they're essentially trying to write them off and they've treated them as bad apples, they got rid of them. Yeah, I think maybe to cover up, hey... But now I'm thinking, like, let's just make them go away, pay them to make them happy so none of this other ugly stuff comes out. And Sasha, again, the woman who had an affair with T.J. Holmes early on, says she's worried that the network is painting the former actors as bad apples. Anchors, not actors, although. Yeah. Anchors as bad apples rather than acknowledging that their behavior was part of its culture. I think that they're more proactive or protective, rather, of the company's reputation than they are their staffers mm. that to me was like yes they're the protecting point of the piece. themselves yeah as the organization mm-hmm. and they could care like less. oh it's their fault like all these headlines it's them and now they're Just gone about their so image. bye yeah, yeah you're distracting this episode is brought to you by snapple welcome to the snapple market auditory experience close your eyes imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store you make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So 
Bye. But they behind the scenes are like, oh, well, you know. Yeah. Well, shame they, on the Daily hopefully, Mail. hopefully they are now investigating and creating. And uh, in this article, they talk about there being some signs now that things have changed. But from a perception standpoint and from dealing with the past, perhaps they've still got some work to do. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, when we come back, I know our good friend Holly's going to have some headlines from Hollywood during a dirt alert right here on My Talk 1071. Spot. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my friends at Little Blind Spot and Hunter Douglas with huge savings for 2023. If ever there was a time to visit the Little Blind Spot showroom, that time is here. Right now, select Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades qualify for a U.S. federal tax credit of 30% off the purchase value, up to $1,200. That's right, I said $1,200. Hunter Douglas Honeycomb Shades are designed to conserve energy at the window in any season. They trap heat inside the honeycomb fabrics during the winter months and keep cool air inside your home in summer. It's like they were made for Minnesotans. Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades are available in many fabrics, including light filtering, room darkening, and blackout shading options. Visit the Little Blind Spot showroom in downtown Hopkins today for help from the best experts in the business. Or you can visit them online at littleblindspot.com. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Sing it with me. The Little Blind Spot. We're big on service. It's Jace from my friends at... This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. With the latest in Hollywood news is Holly Roberts with the Dirt Alert. Hi, Holly. Hey, Holly. Hi, guys. Uh, the Michael Jackson estate looking to sell half of its interest in Michael Jackson's music catalog in a deal that would reportedly be worth 800 to $900 million. Wow. Hmm. I wonder why yeah. they're trying to sell now. Oh, geez. I don't know. Well, uh, this would include a 50% stake. In Michael Jackson's publishing, recorded music revenue, the Broadway musical, the upcoming biopic, and more. And sources say that Sony and a possible financial partner are looking to buy this 50% stake. Well, sell it now. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, uh, yeah, it might not always be worth that much. I don't know if this star is on the rise. Yeah. Although, do you wonder if, like, the further we get away, the less people are going to think about Really? That? Well, you know, Bradley, I had that same thought. Oh! I, I absolutely had that same thought thinking about the music catalog. You know, we are very aware of the allegations against Michael Jackson, and we have been because we were alive when Michael Jackson was alive, and we have been hearing stories from folks in recent years. But as we move further and further away from it, it will be interesting to see how the estate I would mythologize yeah. Michael Jackson oh, to the point where, word. you know, you can remove the human being from the music that you hear yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. only time will tell but somebody made a financial bet yeah also do we know why half like why not the whole thing because it's too much Uh, you know maybe uh, has that ever happened before uh i don't know as far as these things so this sale is kind of what a lot of legacy music acts have been doing bruce springsteen bob dylan simon and garfunkel where they sell the rights to their music to a third party to be exploited and in return they get hundreds of millions of dollars the only thing that i could think of is that the michael jackson estate still wants to say in Mm. how this is going to be played out Mm. because there are other folks who have this kind of 50 50 deal the only person i could think of that really has this with Sony is Paul McCartney. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he still controls some of his stuff? Yeah, he controls half. Sony controls the other half because remember, Michael Jackson, back in the 80s, 
outbid Paul McCartney for the rights to the Beatles, the Beatles. music. Oh my yeah. gosh, that's right. And, and we were all horrified. Yeah, and then eventually Michael Jackson's estate, I think, sold whatever stake they had in that 50% or they sold it to Sony and then Sony gave Paul McCartney it's that's good this is money rich people gonna rich (laughs) even when they're dead they're gonna rich they're gonna like people like these people are so rich that people will rich for them decades after they're dead yes their whole lives will be managing the rich of their relatives mm-hmm. and from generations past. Yeah, I think of people like, I mean, we'll throw it way back. I think this is the case with the Gershwin family. Oh, you God. Know, George I and Ivor yeah. Gershwin. Their whole scene is just managing the rights to all of those songs. Think about Albert Einstein's family with all those posters. I mean, <laughs> in college dorm rooms everywhere. Yeah. With quotes that were falsely attributed to him. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, somebody. <laughs> that was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't oh, surprise no. me, though. You know, thinking about that, Bradley, and we've had conversations like in the past. It would not surprise me if the image of Albert Einstein is not managed by one of these third party companies. Oh, for sure. Like Marilyn Monroe. That's why we get yes. all the posters with Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe. Monroe, Frank Sinatra, mm-hmm. James Clark Dean. Gable. It's why they all play Humphrey pool. Bogart. They all play pool together on those posters they used to sell at the mall that would light up. Oh yeah. gosh, that's right. <laughs> oh boy. Spencer's gifts. I mean, let's just take a moment and say thank you, Mall. Thank you, Mall. For having thank those you. posters. Exactly. For the and great Holly, massage. Thank you. What? I had a massage at the mall. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, tell us about that in the okay. break. Right. When we come back, though, Mike's got blind items. Thanks, Holly Roberts, for all those Dirt Alert updates. And like I said, Mike's got juicy blind items. Juicy when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Sure do. Let's get things started with this one. Okay. A top five headliner in the big spring festival is going to have to pull out because of vocal issues. Oh. Vocal issues. What's the spring? What's the big spring? uh, uh, No. Like Coachella? Uh, Like Coachella. Okay. So it's Coachella. Remember Uh, the headliners for the... For Coachella this no. year, we talked about okay. Well, it's not Kanye West. <laughs> oh, I don't know who the headliners are because Coachella is not my, you know, yeah, Bailiwick. So, what kind of uh, headliners? I, I'd say are you we... could look. You could look up the headliners and Travis then make your, your choice off of there. Not Travis Scott. Nope. Coachella headliners, Don. I'm doing this for us. Okay, thank you. Here's the I'm headliner lineup. Uh, we've got Suicide. Oh, these are all of them. Calvin Harris? Nope. Um, uh, I don't. The big, the big announcement that came out a, a few weeks ago was Bad Bunny, Blackpink, and Frank Ocean. Oh, Bad oh. Bunny. Just performed Black at the Grammys Pink. and sounded pretty good. Oh, Frank Ocean? Okay. I yeah. don't even know uh, the last time more. I 
listen to Frank Ocean. What okay. do we know? A little more musical. Uh, we don't know a lot. It's literally to the point. Just the fact that uh, according to NT Lawyer, again, don't uh, cancel your plans yet. It hasn't been made official. But according to NT Lawyer, uh, Coachella's headliner, Frank Ocean, is going to okay. be pulling out due to vocal issues. He had some about uh, like 10 years ago or something. He had to cancel a whole bunch of tours and had some issues. So That's a bummer. Maybe it's popping up again. I don't know how that works. I'm not a singer. Okay. Maybe yeah, yes, nodes. Neither am I. Yeah. Nodes. I've had nodes. On Isn't that ooh, from the Domino's? Uh, the noid? That's annoyed. Yeah. And it's like a uh, red bunny rabbit looking thing. Mm. I used to draw draw those all over my notebooks. Did you? Yeah. Anyway. Avoid the noid. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you have another one? Oh, of course. Blinded Does he have another one? This illiterate a minusless actor from a very big hit network show is telling everyone his dramatic weight loss is from exercise and a change of diet instead of that little shot all these celebrities have been taking. Oh, Zampek is the shot. Um, Correct on that. Who lost weight that was recognizable or noticeable or shocking or what? It was shocking. Yeah. Okay. There is shocking. I feel like I've seen this and I can't place my finger on it. Dawn? Oh, have yeah. Have you seen yeah, any? Yeah. yeah. Extreme mm-hmm. weight loss, where you're like, whoa. And this is an a literate actor. A literate actor, but not an A list. Uh, a minus list, I believe a is how NT Lawyer oh. wrote it. It's a, it's from a, a TV show. From a hit TV show, network TV show. Modern Family. No. I'm trying to think know. of Eric Stone Street or no, yeah, I haven't seen that. But oh yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of the show. Show's been on since 2014, and it uh, crushes. Whoa. Whoa, a network show that crushes mm-hmm. that's not like, is it like a NCIS? Something? Nope. Nope. It's a uh, sitcom y. Oh. oh, it's a sitcom y. Oh, gosh, I what just is don't a watch that. Who shows? watches? It is on Old. ABC. Um, An ABC sitcom. God, I'm horrible right now mm, because my network. I don't. Do it. I've watched I Elementary. Was first, it. yeah, I was first introduced to this individual in the whole spoof era. Like when, you remember when like the movies that were all spoofing other movies, like Scary Movie, the whole Scary Movie series. Okay. This individual was in the Scary Movie series. Oh, thanks. This is a big hit. Is that helping? Okay, yes. Okay. Uh, uh, and was in a lot of those types of movies. Oh, darn it. And it's a man. It is a man. Okay. A man, and he was in a bunch of them movies. Mm-hmm. And he was a larger man when he's in the movies. Now he's a svelte looking gentleman with a big beard. A big. Oh, not Jonah Hill. Nope. Um, Sorry. A big beard. Well, big beard is illiterate. Uh, His name was not big beard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. I know. This is really. He was also. We got a Twitter notification. He was also a game show host. We got a tweet from Panda. Do you want to say it, uh, Don? This uh, glasses. Anthony Black. Anderson. Oh. Nailed it. Panda is in it. She's win. got it. Blackish. It's like whenever you. Oh, I see. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that is a good show. Yep. Mm. Okay. Phil- I haven't seen him thinner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The pictures are pretty awesome. So good for him. Again, NT Lawyer is claiming that, and he's not saying that it's a lie or anything. It's just simply filling in the blanks here. And Anthony Anderson is uh, saying that uh, his uh, recent weight loss is due to exercise and a diet change, not that celebrity uh, shot that oh, one's been taking. That's actually like, yeah. that I feel like is an affirmative blind item Agreed, for once. Which is rare from NT. That's why I wanted to do that I know. one. <laughs> Sometimes he will drop in like this person gave somebody 20 bucks for no reason the other day. And you're like, oh, that's nice. Usually yeah. all of this 
compliments come in shots to somebody else. That's usually how it works. <laughs> yes, exactly. Backhand. This person yeah. is very, very good at donating, unlike this person. Right, right. You know. Cool. Okay. Another one? Yes, of course. Let's go back to the world of music and some uh, legacy music. Uh, speaking of uh, concerts, I hope that everyone who has wanted to see this group has a chance to see the foreign-born legendary act because the two key members are fighting and they will not be going to do concerts anytime in the near future. It's not Fleetwood Mac, is it? It is not Fleetwood Mac. Okay. That was a popular guest. Oasis! It is not Oasis. I saw something about them getting back together. And beep, I'm like, beep, oh, beep. really? Um, this has been in the headlines the last couple of days that these two individuals are definitely feuding. Are they brothers? Uh, no. Is this uh, an act that's currently together? Did you say they're like reunizing? Technically, they were still together. I don't think there was any moment when they broke up. But when when did they achieve the height of their oh the height of their career would have been in the late seventies, early eighties when their revolutionary album hit shelves. The Bee Gees? No. Oh, God. <laughs> that would be hard. There's but only one left. I know! But that's... They are foreign-born. Foreign-born. Mm. Foreign-born... ABBA. Nope. No. I'm sorry. They I'm still love each other. To... They are um, from London. A London band in the 70s and the 80s. <sighs> it was uh, Dawn asked if it was a duo. Nope. It's not a duo, Dawn. So it's not like two of the members are fighting. Think at the height they had five members. Oh my gosh. Five members of a 70s Brit. Um, Okay. Queen? Nope. Okay. But in that vein? Uh, Sure. Yeah. In that vein. Yeah. Because, you know, they do tour with Adam. This is not British. Nope. No. Uh, These guys. uh, Okay. A whole. Um, generation would uh, oh Julia just texted take things to Julia. change their mindset and listen to one of their albums. Is Julia correct with the following answer? Pink Floyd. That is correct. Julia, get it, girl. Yeah, Julia. Yeah. So this is God, turned into terrible. This today, has turned Dawn. into a gigantic public fight between Roger Waters and David Gilmour. Oh, That's gosh. awesome. I did not know that, and yeah. I am uh, I am very glad to not have. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Okay. A desire to I'm just saying I didn't get it right, and <laughs> my powers are waning today. I'll be honest. Um, there weren't a lot of great ones today, so fine. I realized don't we didn't. Don't blame yourself, yeah, I, 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 I do. I demand them. I'm going to start making them up myself here at this point. But I then just want to really say lies. that I think, I mean, like, Robert Plant is, he is, I know he's in Led Zeppelin, yeah. but he was, to me, like, his voice, he is sexy. Thank you. Just wanted to say Just that. apropos Robert of... Robert Plant. Pink okay. Floyd, the awesome. answer. I know, uh, but... Sidebar. <laughs> Robert Plant. Robert Plant. Sexy voice. Robert Plant. Okay. Oh Any other God. sexy voices you wanted to share? Mine. <laughs> How about... Do we have a time for a quickie? <laughs> we definitely do. This... <laughs> what? I just wanted to let you all know that I think Led Zeppelin was great. This... Uh, <laughs> what? I don't know if you'll get the first part of this, but you definitely get the second part. This A-list producer who accepted an award on behalf of the late arriver basically mm. confirmed that what I wrote yesterday, this is from NT Lawyer, about recording members conspiring to make sure the one named permanent A-list never wins the big awards. This is Beyonce, and yep. I can't remember his name. He was wearing that uh, delightfully fresh mm-hmm. suit. Oh, I can't remember he his name. Played the guitar on Cuff It, yep. if that helps. Yep. 
I don't know his name, and okay. I won't be able to get there. Don, do you feel nope. like you will? Nile Rogers is yes. his name, and he came out in an interview afterwards, asked about it, and basically, it sounds like confirmed what uh, Laura was kind of uh, saying that uh, you know they're, they're a little fixed in the eyes of some people. These mm-hmm. award shows yeah. are, and that Beyonce uh, will not be winning even at the big three awards anytime soon. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, well that's some that's juicy, juicy gossip. Uh, speaking of juicy gossip, first of all, thank you, Mike, for those delightful blind. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Even though NT was not serving the real <laughs> uh, juicy bits today. Did what I could. Speaking of juicy... Dawn would like to make a plea for letting big, beefy guys into rom-coms. And she's going to tell us who else is making that plea when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Poor Dave Batista. Dave Batista, who we know and love mostly from Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, he's just a big, beefy guy. I mean, he's just like a solid block of muscle, right? Well, he's a little upset and sad that he's never been asked to do a romantic comedy. Oh. Poor guy, why? This is what he says. I'm a little rough around the edges, but I always, you know, I look in the mirror and I say, I ask myself, am I that unattractive? <gasps> is there something that unappealing about me that excludes me from these parts? Aww. He continued, I don't know. It's just never come my way. I've never felt, I've never had an offer to do a rom-com. I still have, I still have high hopes. I'll just keep searching. Oh, that's so sad. Oh, my God. Let him do a rom-com. That's right, Hollywood. John Cena did one, didn't he? Yeah. With Amy Schumer? Yeah. I mean, you know. But he's... He's what? He's kind of different in the way that he has more traditional leading man looks, I would say. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean... Well, I mean, but why, why wouldn't people want... He's kind of David broken Batista. the barrier because, um, you know, a wrestler, yeah, John Cena, and oh, then sure. moved into Hollywood because he was so popular. Yeah, I think big beefy dudes can do rom-com, rom-coms, rom-coms, rom-coms. I yes. think, yeah. Uh, so this article is all about how Hollywood tries to pigeonhole and shove them into boxes. Oh, you know, sure. like you are only this. You are only funny friend, but you're never going to be a leading lady. Yeah. Or you're only, and then they go on to talk about how, Hollywood should let the big beefy guys do rom-coms. Yeah, why not? I mean, Jason Momoa, you know, make him do oh, a I rom-com. Don't, yeah, I feel like he could easily do a rom-com. Right. And in fact, I'm, I'd be surprised if he hadn't. I mean, obviously he hasn't because we would know it. But um, but he seems like he would be perfect. The ladies love him. That's right. He'd crush it. Literally. <laughs> so, you know, they also go on to say, like, um, 
how many moments that they could just make it funny, like just putting them like squeezing into like a little Prius or something when they're dating someone. Stuff that would really happen that just kind of makes them awkward but lovable. Oh, of course. And so it's just such a good yeah, I idea. Think Dave Batista, I don't. I mean, I don't think he's unattractive. Yeah, um, I guess people just see him as you know. I mean, but like, I, I would imagine that he's, like he's making size. a case not about the audience, but he's making a case about studios and casting mm, directors, right? Because I don't so, feel like the audience would have any problem if you have a good enough script. Who cares? Right, but they kind of just put them into this like action hero role. Oh sure, and that's how they get famous. But then you know, let them branch out, and I just think it's antiquated how. A rom-com would be so much more appealing to me if it were people that weren't traditionally attractive. Like they mention, yeah. they mention, um, oh gosh, uh, who did I just mention off the air to you? Bradley, he's Ryan Gosling. Okay. Ryan Gosling is like, you type in rom-com and you know, his picture comes up, just his yeah. looks. And then guys, but if you're not are, attracted to Ryan Gosling, it's not going to do anything for you. That's correct. Right. So, but, so they're always trying to pick people that are, you know, I mean, the most traditionally beautiful looking and yeah, which is a very thin. narrow window. Right. Because people don't, how often do you see your friends dating somebody that looks like Ryan Gosling or in your everyday life? I would prefer, I don't like rom-coms, but it's kind of tired to see like J-Lo and Reese Witherspoon, who neither of them look like me, you know, doing what do you rom-coms. Not, is that why you don't like rom-coms or what's the reason you don't, I don't like, like rom-coms? I don't like rom-coms because I think it sets women up for an unrealistic um, view of love. Oh, sure. It's just Like overall, everything can be wrapped up neatly after 90 minutes. And everything goes through a brief little bit of conflict. We're fighting, but then everything will work out in the end and we don't see the rest of their life. It's yeah. just unrealistic. Like you want the rom-com where at the end they're like, fine, we just hate each other. And then they go off. No, and- but I just don't think it's like, don't. Don't put it in in men or women's heads that they have to have this spark that's like, oh, I knew it from the minute I saw her. Oh, sure. So if you don't have that spark, then you think, oh, God, is this real? I mean, right. I watch a reality show on TLC, Darcy and Stacey, which are two, they're twins and they have a lot of plastic surgery. But anyway, Darcy (laughs) is so stuck on like, oh, I just didn't feel the tingle down there when I talked to him. Like she'll go on a date and she's not. What's a, the tingle down there? <laughs> you know, she that's wants to feel to the zinger. The, you know, what's whatever. The <laughs> oh, that's what I call it. What is like, the zinger? Oh, like it goes up and down your spine and then goes. Oh. Bing. You know, it's just like ooh, gives me a little bit of chills. No, do not think that everything has to be. I don't like that because it's just not. Then you might chase after somebody who's really bad for you and treat you poorly because you're attracted to them. In that honeymoon phase. Oh, sure. And you think, oh, well, all couples go through this because you saw it in five rom-coms. Yeah. But really... You're like, no, that's a plot point really in not, life. Yeah, no, no, no. That's yeah. not reality. No, so that's like when, you know, I mean, I was raised by television. And so I'm like, doesn't every chapter of my life end with me sitting on the bed with my parents going, and that's why we don't steal. Or, and that's how <laughs> right. we learned not to lie. Like, we don't all like get life in those special. lessons. No, you got to figure things out for yourself. Yeah, no, life. But can I play devil's advocate a little sure, bit? Yeah. Dawn is telling us about David Batista. And I still think David Batista should. I mean, I think he'd be great. I, in a I want them to let him. Somebody offer him a role. Yeah, I wonder if like anyway, um, my question of devil's advocate is. But there is some fun in just like watching like brain candy. 
right? Like, I just want to see a happy ending. I'm just so tired of seeing the same people and the same pretty mm. people that are like, yeah. Eh. You know, I mean, I let's want get some to, trolls in there. Uh, not trolls. I'm kidding. But like, kidding. so it goes the same way. I feel the same way about women. Like, let the big guys do rom coms and let the girls who are always cast as like the best friend, yeah, because they're not the I mean, they're not Hollywood sized Barbies. You know, it's yeah. like you're never because you are not. I'm just gonna say thin enough because if yeah, you think sure. that that it's changed, I mean, it's changed a little bit from the '90s where everybody was anorexic, but it still is everybody's like a size three. I mean, you just don't, they are, they're like pint-sized people if they're leading women. And then occasionally you have people like Kate Winslet, you know, but I think it needs to be more of a norm that we see normal people in rom-coms, you yeah. know, just people that look like us. I think we'd be much more inclined to watching something like that. Well, and not even just shapes and sizes, but different kinds of people. I mean, you know, yeah. whether it's people of color or like in my own life, you think about sexual orientation or gender identity. I mean, everybody Truly. wants to fall in love. That's so. true. And, and truthfully, like if you are, if you, familiarize yourself with other people falling in love then you realize like oh people that don't look like me or you know come from the same place i do actually are just like i am and oh look suddenly we understand each other a little bit more that's right you're absolutely right you know it's up to you know writers to come up with those scripts and to get them out there and pitch them what was the rom-com remember wasn't it Mm, rebel wilson who kind of like did a rom-com and it was like a big deal. And this was before she had lost a bunch of weight and she was talking about like, you know, sort of pushing the envelope in this regard. I can't remember the name of the movie, but I feel like this is romantic. Is is, that the one? Yeah. Isn't it romantic? I think so. And, and so I wonder if more and more people in Hollywood, especially as actors from different walks of life and from different backgrounds and with a more diverse population in Hollywood, making decisions for once, Perhaps we'll begin to see some of these alternative. I hope so. Experiences, and by alternative, I mean totally, just like everyone else, but we're not used to seeing them. Yes. Yeah. Although here, uh, here, here's here's one I didn't see, so I have zero opinion about it. Um, Bros. That was an attempt to do a rom com with you know leading gay characters. Oh yeah. I didn't see oh, that. Did either um, of you see it? Or I not? did not. And um, Billy Eichner yeah. was one of the stars, and he was yeah. really upset that not a lot of people came to see it. Yeah. And, you know, saying people are homophobic. And there are some barriers that general audiences, unfortunately, will have to get over. I didn't see it because I don't like rom-coms. Yeah. You know, so why I'm fighting for people like Dave Bastista you... to be in a rom-com. What spoke to you about this story, though, that made you want to talk I about just, it? It was... It was um, Nice to see somebody in Hollywood be vulnerable and say, yeah, I never get, you know, it's like, oh, I would like to do that. But and then he looks at himself and he goes, am I unattractive in the mm. mirror? I just we go, don't think oh. you're unattractive. No. I'm, I'm all for big, beefy men in rom-coms, whoever the star. Yeah. Right. That's right. Um, thank you so much, Don. When we yeah. come back. We're going to be speaking with someone on the ground right now in Syria, live, about how you can help support earthquake relief efforts there and in the region. We'll do that right here on My Talk 1071.